Today's episode is brought to you by Sideshow, the Overwatch League player. It's high noon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to High Noon Podcast, the competitive Overwatch podcast. I am your host of the Blevins. With me, as always, is Deathblow. What's up, buddy? Not too much, my man. How are you doing? Oh, hanging in, hanging in. We had you might our... actually be in the middle of an active protest right now, for all we know. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were definitely uh, some protests and... Uh, uh... I don't know if I'd say full-blown riots, but definitely some riot-like uh, activities about a block away from my house, actually, roughly. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy everywhere. I'm sure nobody's a stra- massive stranger to that, at least. But Yeah, at least not folks uh, in the U.S. at this point, but the show must go on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... That's that that with that, with that craziness out of the way, we have other Overwatch League related craziness to talk about today, and uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, but before we do, of course, we do have some housekeeping. Black Watch Report is back on track here, talking about some contenders, some contenders playoffs, keeping all that uh, tier two Overwatch up to date and. And honestly, tier two Overwatch has been popping off a little bit, Death. I don't know if you've seen uh, some of the Twitter uh, memes and whatnot going around. Oh, man, their marketing has been absolutely brilliant. Um, it's been so much fun, like the whole le- like leg day. Yeah. And, um, and those guys are just doing, and uh, yeah, leg day has been doing a great job at yeah. that. I almost leg day and Jaws, but we have Jaws now. Right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, but in my head, they're still a duo and, and still together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they've been—he's been doing a great job, um, just helping promote that. You know, getting a lot of the community members to do memes and and um, tweets about it, and yeah. just get people excited. They had um, the really fun Lunatic High versus Runaway show yeah. match they did with an Owl Futures match associated with that as well. Um, just a, a lot of really fun, cool stuff going on in Tier Two. Yeah, uh, and it's been a long time since we've been able to say that so if you want to get caught up and find out everything that's going on black watch report definitely is a place for you guys yeah definitely definitely there and they did just cross uh i think this this newest episode is episode 101 they just crossed their 100 episode mark so uh make sure you guys go and congratulate them on that uh you know death as as uh the old the, the boomers of the podcast world now uh, at least the overwatch podcast world uh we know just how uh crazy a feat it is to hit 100 as we hit our Absolutely. second hundred. Um, so, yes. Um, and, of course, as always, huge shout-outs to our executive producer, Bungie Bamboo, who has supported us on Patreon. Again, you guys can go and do the same over at patreon.com slash highnoonpodcast. really does help us out uh, as we uh, continue the show and the coverage of the Overwatch League, and hopefully someday, I'm sure someday we'll be back at a grand finals, uh, at a at a, a, a packed out uh, esports uh, or you know traditional sports venue. But uh, of course, that's not something we're thinking about right now. But someday, someday in the future, we hope to be. Um, okay, 
Let's move on and talk about what we did this week. Death, anything fun and exciting for you? I know you've been on the uh, Sea of Thieves grind again. If you ain't kidding. Um, yeah, I've been having a ton of fun with that game. I've been trying to uh, really get things started and kicked off for... Um, I mean, I might as well just say it. I'm really planning on attacking content for Diablo 4 when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get, re, you know, kind of well positioned where my stream is set up and I've yeah. got uh, a little bit going on there. And yeah, and I've got a YouTube home for it and everything like that with a little bit of a head start. And right now I'm really into Sea of Thieves. So that's what I've been focusing on when streaming. And um, I got one YouTube video out that was, that's like a, hour and a half long video of like stream highlights essentially um and that's all there's links to all that stuff in the off topic um in our discord so discord.me slash high noon podcast if you're at all interested there please join that check it out um rebranded the twitch page a little bit death below ttv instead of hieroglyphics and underscores <laughs> and things like that that make blevins make fun of me it's really yep. the only reason i did it and it's all blevins's fault so yep. if you don't like it please at the underscore Blevins yep. because he's allowed to have them, but no, I'm not hey, allowed to have. I them. hate the underscore. I just don't I have a you. better. Uh, <laughs> the underscore. The underscore is better than a number. That's yes. for sure. Uh, but the lack of an underscore is better than an underscore. So it's so frustrating that my name is taken uh, everywhere and used nowhere. Yeah. And nowhere is there an active at Deathblow. But it's taken, and I can't have it. Oh, and that's same. everywhere. That's Twitch. That's Twitter. That's like literally the entire yeah. world. Um, and so it's just very, very frustrating. Doing yeah. what I can, but now I have a YouTube channel branded with TTV on it, which is dumb, uh, and I hate it. So, um, nonetheless, for working on it, figuring it out. But I had a whole like logo made. I'm working on getting that animated for the beginning I of like the YouTube that logo, videos. By the way. Thank you. I do too. I was really, really happy with how it came out. Um, yeah, just picked somebody up on Fiverr and 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 got one of those uh, created. Um, so yeah, really happy with the the way that turned out. Um, you can see that on my Twitter everywhere, uh, which the Twitter I think is even at Deathblow TTV now. Um, so yeah, uh, check me out there again. Links in the off-topic channel in the Discord. Check it out. Uh, please do go follow and subscribe to the YouTube channel so I can get that custom URL going before the D4 content that hits. That's my big goal. Custom D4 content. Yes, that'll be that'll be a big one. D4 is gonna be is gonna be sweet. Even I'm I mean, I've actually I actually played Diablo 4 a little bit at BlizzCon uh last year. Um so that was fun. And it definitely feels uh feels different than D three in a lot of ways, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, Death, you're going to have way more to say about that once we get closer, so uh, we'll uh, save that for your content. But for me, I've just been on on the grind uh, doing the LOR thing, casting uh, a ton still, still uh, doing that, so that's been fun, and uh, playing, streaming a little bit. Uh, so it's been fun. Been uh, been having a lot of fun doing that. But enough about me. No one, no one really ca- – oh, wrong button. Man, I'm I'm out of it today. No one really cares about that. Let's move on and get into a little bit of time news. So uh, I know there's uh, a couple of things to talk about in regards to the news, but the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about, Death, is the fact, and it was mentioned at the top of the show, Sideshow was signed to a two-week contract with the Florida Mayhem. And we alluded to this. I mentioned this type of thing a couple of weeks ago on the show where I I, I feel like this might just be an urban legend, but it was like 
you know, turn of the century baseball teams would hire like a three foot man to go in for one at bat. So it'd be like impossible not to walk them just to get a walk and then take them out, sign them for like a one day contract or, you know, the, the, they, they signed a, they, they, uh, they signed a horse to a two week contract to steal base, stupid stuff like that. And almost instantly, we got something similarly dumb. Are you saying Sideshow is a three-foot-tall horse? Because that's what I heard. That's exactly what I'm saying, is that Sideshow is a three-foot-tall horse. And if, I, if that's not, a, if that's not a, uh, an episode title, I don't know what is. Um, I mean, if Sideshow wants to come on the show and refute that claim, he's welcome to, obviously. But otherwise, I think it stands. That's just a fact. Though. Yeah, it's just it's just canon. I'll edit his Wikipedia page. We'll yeah. get it in there. <laughs> we'll get it in there. But uh, it'll be De- Overwatch League's Lil Sebastian. There will be songs about him. It'll be it'll be <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be phenomenal. Um, but basically, you know. I would say all jokes aside, but I only mean some jokes aside. Some jokes aside, uh, Florida Mayhem did a really cool, you know, sort of show matchy type of thing where there was a challenge between Yaki. And, was it? I'm pretty sure it was Yaki. Yaki yep. and uh, Sideshow, and it was if Sideshow could do could do something, he gets a two week contract. And if, so the the actual terms okay. um, were. It was a fair 1v1, and they had a custom game set up where they were constantly getting the healing equivalent of mm-hmm. a Farah, mm-hmm. or not a Farah, Mercy, Mercy on them, yep. and they were just flying around um, as Farah trying to, to frag out. Yeah. And it was the winner was declared when either Sideshow hit five kills uh-huh. on Yaki or Yaki hit 20 on Sideshow. Okay. Um, and if Yaki won, then Sideshow was going to have to refer to him as Lord Yaki. Okay, Lord Classic um, Lord Bet. Every, uh, yep, uh, Lord Bet. Uh, we dabbled in those ourselves. Uh, it was not an original concept. I know somebody said it reminded <laughs> them of it on Twitter, and we appreciate you for remembering us. Um, but yes, it was uh, not something we made up by any means. So yeah, there it was. That was all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there was five win or five kills for Sideshow, then he got a two week uh, contract to the team. Yeah, which I mean, again, like. It's just a whole. Fun. It's Great. so fun. Chips has, a, Chips has a contract. It's for a whole year. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fun. Do fun things. So, please, someone sign me as a popcorn vendor. I will do it. Uh, it it's just a hilarious. It, it, it's a great way. Like, you know, we we've seen some teams and 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 you know the LA Valiant, for instance, they do a really good job and they do some hilarious things with their social media and they sort of embrace the meme. That's great. Philly also known for really embracing the meme. Some teams do it more straightforward, which is fine. Not every team. It's not, it's not funny if every single team is like a meme all the time, right? Like it's, it's less funny if it's more Mm-hmm. Uh, if everyone is doing it, but some teams do it. And this was a really fun and interesting way to, you know, spice things up in this, you know, maybe a little, uh, a little uh, interesting time with the, with, with the, you know, lack of home stands and all the, all the stuff that we've been dealing with for the last, however many months I've lost track of time, but it, it was just a fun, a fun way to, you know, utilize the two week contracts to, to do something fun i mean what, it was what more very goofy it was what it was it was exactly what we described which is a little bit ridiculous um a whole lot of fun mm-hmm. and while it was going on i think everybody had a, a really really good time with it. yeah 
Absolutely. Um, cut to the end. Yeah, and... cut, yeah cut to the end. And, and, and I mean... Now, prefacing this whole conversation with a giant who cares. Right, that's I, true. We'll put that at the beginning of it. Yes. But that said, we're going to... I, I don't like the way it, it ended, Yeah. Um, personally. So, essentially, there was the announcement on the, the Florida Mayhem Twitter page where they, had, they showed signing him. They linked to where you can... Uh, buy his jerseys on the overwatch league page fun um, fun f- fun all great also cool gimmick for sales right yeah. somebody wants to remember the event you get to sell a couple jerseys um you yeah. know why not i'm, I'm just I'm putting literally... it out there if i got signed to a two-week contract i'm selling at least two jerseys i guarantee it your mom and your dad no me twice kidding me i'm getting a home and away jersey duh <laughs> <laughs> Your parents would never spend money on that. Oh, <laughs> kidding me? But now, Blevins, and this was what the you know not not two weeks ago, uh, to, to say the least. I'm looking around on the website here. I don't see any sideshow jerseys, but he's he's on the team, right? I saw the the announcement. I had there was a link before. Nope. No, he got going? cut. Okay, so let's go to the Overwatch League website. Let's look at the let's look at the rosters, right? Because it's got to be there, right? Like we right. They, they they lost the bet. Yeah. So you have to you have to man up. Follow to... through with yeah. the bit. You don't you don't you, you no know, he's not here. So what's what's going on? I this doesn't make sense. When you want to when you want to know what's going on with a team, you go straight to. The, the owner's order. Twitter account, right? right? That's where you, it's where the answers are going to be. Of course, um, it's where we're going to find out. Uh, let me see here. It is with oh, May 29th. It is with a heavy heart and deep sadness I announced the departure of at Sideshow Gaming from the Florida at Florida Mayhem. He's been cut. Wow, you lost, Ben. What did you make the bet for? If you're gonna if you're gonna take it away right. and have no fun with it whatsoever, that, why? That's not you, two weeks. Why weren't you up 3-0 in a game playing sideshow on stage in the, you know, on that right. stage because where everybody's from home. Right. But like, why aren't you subbing him in for a game? One, ma- one match. Like there was right. so much more fun to be had with this. Like your guy lost, right? You were already kind of the butt of this joke, but who cares? Right? Because one, one of the kills Yaki just laid down and he like goes, okay, I'm at 19 and you're only at three. I'll, yeah. At least we let him kill him once. Right. And then sideshow popped off and got the last kill. So it's already a, a goofy thing. And it, listen, if you're in serious matches and you don't ever actually use him, then it's no big deal. But I hope this is a curse that follows the Florida mayhem, yeah. drags them back down into the dumpster for all, all time. Um, this, it was like a kind of a slap in the face to everybody that got themselves pumped up and, in, and invested for it. I, he should be on the team. He should be on the website listed on the team. Yeah. He should still have jerseys up for sale until his two weeks are up. He, he should have, you should have done everything in your power to, to yeah. use him and play him, um, in the match, if at all possible, without actively throwing, throwing. an entire match away. Right. Um, because your fans don't necessarily deserve that either, right? But you're, they're looking really good right now. Right. It's very reasonable. They catch a match against even a mid-table team like Houston or Dallas, and they've got a big lead. And so they get you, you take Yaki out and you put Sideshow in. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous. I'm, I'm well aware of how absurd that sentence yeah. was. But it's part of it. And mm-hmm. if you weren't willing to buy into it and play with it and have at least that much fun with it, where you're looking for opportunities to put him in for a, a single map. Yeah. Like how great would it have been? He's even casting the match. Right. And he has got to like, <laughs> and then he's got to solo cast it. 
or they've got to like call Uber or Mr. X up to no, be the have duo him cast while they're, playing. They're subbing <laughs> or do that. I really don't care. Um, I mean, you you can't do that because no, because Sideshow would want to take it seriously. So I'd right, say allow true. that much. You know, let either let Bren solo it or like it would have just been hilarious more fun like we would have just been it would have been great like the yeah. florida mayhem could have given us something really special and really fun to talk and about they just forever allowed it to fall flat on its face and they killed it before it even had a chance to to live basically um yeah. and i don't know it just it bothered me a little bit it's listen we're in a world right now where we're talking about how close the riots were to blevins's right. apartment uh, and and we're talking about all these things happening when we should be uh, ideally um observing social distancing and staying six feet apart yeah. from each other and there's real problems in the world and we sincerely hope you come here yeah. for a break from this them, is so not can, one of those problems so we can deep dive into <laughs> yeah. the ridiculous absurdity that is the florida mayhem sideshow two-week contract okay that's what was what we're, that's kind of fun is what we're here for yeah. it's, it's our escape our outlet from mm -hmm. those those other problems we hope to give that to you so again I, and that's why i prefaced it with a giant who cares, who cares? but neither way damn it i'm pissed yeah. um and i think this could have been way better way more cool way more fun yeah and i, I just would Commit like to, to take a bit. minute to shame bell uh, the Florida yeah. mayhem for cutting this man who did nothing but shame. earn his spot on the roster that shame. you offered him you gave him this bet uh, there, there's a shame bell for, uh, for Florida. There, two, two, two last things. Boo. Yeah, <laughs> two. I'm hearing sirens. Uh, <laughs> like in real life, they're coming for you, Ben. They're, they're, coming, they're for coming for you, for you. from from Buffalo. <laughs> only tw you better you better hide. They're only 27 hours away. Uh, um, I this reminds me of two. This makes me think of two things. Um, the first is an observation. Uh. A few weeks ago, so I, I I follow the NBA subreddit just because I like to be passively, uh, I like to passively follow what's going on in the NBA. Obviously, nothing is going on right now, so it's all old mm -hmm, highlights mm -hmm. and stuff, and and literally just talking about the Michael Jordan documentary. But a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I realized I had the realization that the uh, that the NBA had hit rock bottom in terms of like things to talk about where the number one upvoted uh, topic or thread at the time was how would Hagrid from Harry Potter do if he were in the NBA? And they did all this just stuff about how... Just put me on the court. Like, well, just put me on the court. No, because based on like the books, he's like, he's something, what, like 10 feet tall or something like that and would be like probably six or 700 pounds based on it. Like they did all these... I think would be an actual giant, but I, I don't remember. He's, he would be considerably bigger than me but it's still within the range of like humanity. I, I think all, is, is I, 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 all I'm going off of was in the thread, they pulled quotes from the book that described <laughs> how big he is and then did way too much like searching Wikipedia. Cause it like described, I don't remember what it is, but it, in the book it like describes him uh, like how tall he is based on something else. So eight feet six inches tall. Okay, so eight, eight. Okay, so eight feet six, and then like his his size, not just his height, his size, put him at something like I don't know, five hundred pounds or something <laughs> like that, like something massive. Um, so they were discussing like it was a gigantic thread on Reddit about how would Hagrid do if he were in the NBA today, uh, and I'm like, okay, 
we definitely have hit peak uh, or we've hit rock bottom in the NBA, uh, the NBA subreddit. And this conversation with about sideshow makes me think we maybe have hit rock bottom. <laughs> and, uh, I thought, to be honest, this this whole thing went a different direction because I thought you were going to talk about the Shaq versus Gorilla conversation. Wait, there's a Shaq versus Gorilla conversation? Oh, there's a whole thing. And Brandon Sideshow brought it up on the cast. It was like, oh. I want to say like in the the waning minutes of the, the finals for the Asia region, they're like talking about how it would like it, four Shaquille O'Neal's would lose to one Gorilla in their mind. In, and like in, it was in basketball very, or in a fight? In a fight. Um, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. A this Silverback is Gorilla? Because I'm pretty sure that that's true. Those things are... <laughs> Do you have a particular do you have a particular thought on who would win that fight? Man, I've never seen Shaq angry. And that to me is is, is what it needs. But I would tend to think any gorilla can beat any human being. A, a chimpanzee, uh, which is considerably time. smaller than a gorilla, can literally tear any human's face or limbs off with relative Bring ease. It. Bring it, chimp. I ain't scared. A, <laughs> a gorilla, maybe, but I'm not scared. I'm not scared. A of chimpanzee a chimp. would tear you to shreds. I, I a, chim- a chimpanzee would be out like a light before it got anywhere near me. But all right, so Death Blow versus Chimpanzee 2021 pay per view. It's closed. <laughs> That's why I said 2021 pay per view. The fight of a lifetime. The Yeti versus the chimp. Who is going to win? The oh, winner. The winner close. gets all the squash berry. Uh... <laughs> Oh man, he's calling out calling out my vape flavor. I like it. I like it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, I don't we... know what the I don't know what the chimp would do with it if it took me out, but it's uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Um yeah, no. I, but anyways, I thought that's where it was going because it no. was like an RNBA meme or something like oh, that, okay. that that bled into Overwatch. Mm. Oh, yeah, anyways. Hmm. anyways. So the second thing I wanted to say, uh, and to kind of put a cap to the into the in or to put a uh a very serious conversation. A very serious kind con- to put a bow in it. Um I just have one thing. Philly, sign gritty two-week contract and play him. And you film won't. you won't do it. I want to see gritty full suit playing in the Overwatch League. I want to see it. You will forever it will forever be the uh it will be the inverse of the curse. The sideshow curse is now on the Florida Mayhem. The gritty blessing will be on the Philadelphia Fusion will guarantee it's a uh, uh, it's an eleven man roster. I was th- I thought it was twelve. I was gonna say I don't want to I don't want to you know shut shut down the dream, but it is an eleven man roster. Um, yeah, yeah, they should do it. I'm just saying. if you count viable players. So that's there's room. Yikes! Uh, <laughs> hey, they should do it. Okay, now I hope everyone had some fun with that because I know we certainly did. Um, <laughs> Uh, now we're going to actually get in and talk about a little bit of actual Overwatch League. So, of course, we had the May Melee tournaments for both the Asia region and the North America region. Uh, spoilers to anyone who didn't watch it. If you're 
for some reason haven't we seen gave you a whole week, week to catch we gave up you a whole so week and a uh, very long yeah. conversation about sideshow's contract um what contract blevins i'm still bitter Don't okay, bring it up. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, well he actually won a co- oh i see what you did. uh we just go into it for another 20 minutes um <laughs> shanghai dragons end up winning four to three over the soul dynasty in the finals of the asia bracket and the san francisco shock win four to two over the now, now cursed Florida mayhem. Uh, They're so lucky they did this after them. I know. They wouldn't have even made it. So um, we wanted to go over at least some highlights uh, of some of the matches and really maybe deep dive on a few and, and just talk over some of these matches uh, for yeah. these events because we're... This right. whole episode is just recap, uh, yeah. essentially, and we'll preview whatever we have coming up for next week. Um, we don't even know what those matches will be, and apparently one tournament means we all need to take three weeks off. Um, preempting another conversation off. we'll be starting in a minute. But yeah, um, yeah. so we're just going to basically be going through the brackets, talking about some surprises. It's yep. going to be very free-flowing and just fun and goofy, so we yep. hope you guys are, are along for the ride. Yeah. Um... Yes, exactly. Okay, so we'll start with the Asia tournament. Of course, Guangzhou started off with a bye, uh, like we talked about, and then Seoul win first match. Seoul wins 3-0 versus Hangzhou Spark. Not really too much, not really too much of a surprise, not really too much to go into there. The second match, however, I think is the start the start of perhaps the downfall of me. Uh, but the NYXL win 3-2 over the Shengdu Hunters. And uh, well, we'll talk about uh, I'll talk about this more in depth in the the Shanghai in the Shanghai versus NY match. Um, but NYXL is they're not look. I I I I haven't quite gotten a beat on if NYXL is just has just not leveled up where other teams have, or if they're struggling, or or what. But NYXL is not at the same level of dominance or even I wouldn't say competency, but it's just not the same team, even though it literally is. It does not feel like the same team right now. Um, and I mean, you, you look at this last year, NYXL wins three, two over changes. You'd never, you'd, you'd, you'd never think that, right? Like it's, it's just, absurd almost to think that NY would even have close matches against these teams. And now we're losing. I mean, they did have close matches before. I I think that that gets a little bit lost in what NYXL was in season one. They Mm. weren't foroing everybody. They had a very, very positive overall map record. I mean, that's what comes from almost never losing. Right. Um, They, they certainly did put a lot of teams away. Um, but they were just so rock steady, consistent, and unflappable that mm. when they got behind, they were able to come back better right. than most people. And, and you know, they they had plenty of three to twos. They had plenty yeah, of three to true. ones. You know, it, that was that was all there. And I so I don't want to overly you know hype this up. And um, another big thing, uh, you know, kind of overall notes from the tournament. Um, and maybe we should have started there, but you know, th- this was a lot of people very i'm gonna say it 
very wrongly and very inc just incorrectly um, say, oh, I love this tournament because it didn't have hero pools. It did have a hero pool. Yeah. It's hero pool was that nothing was banned. Right. Okay. The, the defining thing about hero pools is that for one week, you get this set of circumstances to play with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's no this hero. And sometimes it's no this hero. And, you know, this time it was just that there was no ban. So everything was, was on the table. Right. Um, and that in, in and of itself is exactly the same thing as a hero pool there's just not single compositions that are like ruled out because of well we're missing that tank that we right. need for that one um you know it's it's its own form of of hero pool um and the, the I, I think hero pool's got a bad rap out of somehow out of this tournament when realistically they buoyed it and made it um it as entertaining this tournament and as fun way better oh in, infinitely better um th there was a lot going for this tournament um no hero pools meant that everybody had the chance to play what they played best. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what I think the, the key difference is, right. Is it's a hero pool. That's in a good spot for a tournament like this or the playoffs, which was always the plan to, to not have them mm -hmm. there. Um, the hero pools also force teams to figure out what they're best at and what they're comfortable with by, by forcing them into trying the different comps, the different mm -hmm. styles throughout the last two months or however long we've had, had hero pools for now. Uh, it's been a considerable amount of time that inspired the teams to, to be creative that limited their playtime. So they didn't have at going into the tournament, two months of scrims uh, mm -hmm. on the same six or seven heroes. So that switching off of it, in the middle of a match to try to counter something wasn't unthinkable because you mm -hmm. were throwing away how much practice time that you spent, how much coach them up time that you spent right. just for in the moment, you know? Um, so I think the hero pool system absolutely was a huge, huge boon to this event. And I, yeah, anybody that says otherwise, I think is, is very confused about what actually happened yeah. this weekend. I, I um, the other thing yeah. going for it was that drops were back, which is great. Um, <laughs> and help quite a bit. And I think may have been the single biggest factor in the viewership spike that we saw, not the format change, not anything yeah. else. I think we'll see that carry through in the regular season because yeah. people love drops. People love free stuff. Um, so great, great to have that back props to the overwatch league for figuring out any way to incorporate that and mm -hmm. tie that in and, and bring that back. So um, I'm sorry. What was the original question? <laughs> New York. Um, um yeah new york not they're just not regardless of whether this was this is maybe the the rest of the the league catching up to them or maybe like in at points last year where maybe they would have you know i mean historically they did come back from these deficits or mm -hmm. or rally back they're just not doing that now i mean obviously they did versus chengdu but yeah, so, I mean, looking at the roster they rolled out, especially against Chengdu, I don't know if they had any substitutions. It was SBB and Libero yep. with Mono and Hotba and then Jonak and Animo. Um, yep. So they ran in against Shanghai as well. That's their roster from the last two years uh -huh. with Hotba instead of Mecco. And I don't think there's anybody around that's still going to really try to convince anybody anymore that Hotba is better than Mecco is. No. Um so you're strictly worse than you, you were in the past and you're getting a worse performance. And it's a very important position um, in the game. Anything on your tank line, 
um, I think is is a massive importance. I think main tank is is a little bit more, but you need that off tank to really support and play with. And listen, mm-hmm. Hotba's going to improve with this team over time. He's more than good enough for them to be good. Um, but this doesn't have to be more than maybe a slightly incorrect read on the meta. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just getting it a little bit wrong and not having the the best team synergy in the world. Now, you know, winning and winning in five against a, a team like Chengdu isn't a problem. You know. Um, it's more the second match to me that's that's an issue for them. Mm-hmm. The fact that they just dropped three to zero to Shanghai is a problem because this is a team that should at least be able to, um, you know, give anybody in this region fits and problems and and right. some difficulty throughout the way. Um, so that's what you really want to see from New York. But when you look at like what's wrong with them, I, listen, there's a new coach there that's got to get his yeah. get things figured out. Get you know there's plenty of time for new york i guess is really what i'm getting at but mm-hmm. um as a fan as you can tell from blevins's reaction of the weekend not what he wanted not what he no. wanted to see from his team no it's um i i think yeah it's definitely something to to keep an eye on obviously because i i think it just with shanghai again like it didn't seem like like shanghai obviously performed very well and they've been very good and obviously they won the region so Arguably best team in the region, at least uh, you know, there's a pretty big argument in that trophy that they have. Uh, and so, it, you know, maybe it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it's still like it's it's New York. It's nothing has changed. Like you said, it's the same roster minus Mecco. Um, nothing has changed in the roster. And me, as much as it, it pains me to say, maybe that's a problem. Uh, I, I think. There's there's been some strides and and I, I I don't necessarily in the short term disagree with like okay it's SBB Libero great run it let's let's perfect that but as we've seen in previous weeks and at least a little bit this week like NY is running they're not a they're not adapting to the meta maybe they had a wrong call but they're not able to adapt it's like well if if Libero on Echo isn't working like. You got to change it, right? You got to do something to change it up. And it's just like they're not able to do that. And I think there's enough tape on them now where a team, if you have the skill, like NYXL can't be stubborn anymore. They can't do the, oh, well, we're NYXL and we can just flex on you. Even if we're playing off meta, uh, even we can just play dive into everything. That's a season one. That's a season one thing that it like carried over probably too long into season two. It probably would have been better for NYXL if they got punished more in season two and were a mid-table team in season two because it would have woken them up. Hopefully, I would hope, you know, you get battered around a little bit in season two and you're a mid-table team and no one's talking about you anymore uh, or they're talking about how the fall from grace... Um if that well, happened in season two, it it, it might we might here's not be a tweet from from Krusty about two weeks ago. It was a twit longer, so that's why it's, it's going to be a little bit. But uh, the champion teams can't stay the same. At first, I didn't agree, but as time went by, I gradually understood. And by that time, so much had already changed. Uh, how should I face this? I had to change the players for many reasons, but I never want to let go of players I've been with. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about the time we spent together, blah, 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 blah. So I'm, I'm not going into the, the sappy stuff yeah. on, on San Francisco. Now, maybe in my original thought reading this is 
I mean, that's a convenient thing to say for a guy whose MVP just retired, and, right. and then they tra- then they traded away right. uh, Architect, who was a star for them in the past. But you know, he didn't use Architect last year, and right. and to be honest, uh, I, I've said it before, and, and it might not be the most popular opinion from everybody, but there's there's something to this, right? Like um sinatra was an off tank for you at the at the best of times right um in in the goats meta right when he he kind of did all of his work so to me their roster really hasn't changed that much um overall it's it, no more than everybody's has been forced to with um three three being gone and, yeah. and forcing two two uh two again so it's a little bit um, lost on me that, you know, this kind of point, and I'm not sure I agree with it, but New York is a great example of it. And uh, mm-hmm. it's something that does kind of point to that where they've never been as good as they were straight out of the gate right. um, that you, you might need something to, to kind of shake things up. And I don't know that it's apathy from New York necessarily, but at times it feels that way, right? Like when we're talking about what they're doing going into the playoffs and they're like, they got a bunch of Minecraft streams up and like, they're just not like, I I don't know. It's, it's not that it's a problem. There's overwatch league players out there right now. Some of them on, uh, on Houston, you know, like Uh Linkser was streaming a lot of like Valorant and stuff like that. It's not that these guys have to, it's it's not that these guys have to devote all their gaming time to overwatch, Mm -hmm. but it's just that it, it creates kind of a bad look when it doesn't go your way and your fans are following them and they're like, well, yeah, when the first year all they played was that on stream like they were it, it seemed like they were more committed and it's yeah. hard to to keep those thoughts out when you're when you're watching it and when you're seeing it and hey. it's a little ridiculous i think it's well, very healthy for the players to do other things and but it yeah. it it can be a symptom right like we don't know what their practice schedule is and we'll never get to see that but it very well could be that they've got one less scrim per week or something now than in the past, or I, I, we don't know. Um, but it's at least the thought of somebody that me and you personally hold up to be the best coach in the league. Um, there's a couple others that are, are making a run for it, but for now, Krusty's never been, never been the head coach of a a disappointing team or a team that's not exceeded our expectations going into the year. Um, this is the only year that'll probably happen because, we hold the team at number one and and, uh, number one, right. You, you reached the top, so you can only go down now. Um, but you know, if he's the best around and, and these are the thoughts that he's putting out there, I almost wish he'd said it at a time when Sinatra hadn't just retired and hadn't just traded somebody because I think it would have carried a little more weight. Um, but it fits the bill here. So Mm -hmm. I I guess, are you calling for New York to make a roster move and a shakeup mid season? I think it would be helpful for the long-term uh, success of the team. I think. It, what position would you make an addition at? I mean, the 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 obvious one seems like it would be off tank, right? Because Hoppa is just. I mean, he was a, he is a change, but even like even Mono was just not in in at least in these matches like has not looked the same without Mecco. Like it. It's mono mecco, and I think one, you know, the, the, um, their combined forces were greater than the sum of the parts. Like I think that was that rings true with them. Um, I don't think it. I mean, there already is additions and 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 subs, and you know, a new regime on the DPS core. Like they can play, uh, who are you or Nene? 
Like you don't need you don't need more uh, different DPS players. So and I mean, Ooh. is it is it ever Jonak? I mean, that seems like an absurd thing to say, but Jonak. I mean, Jonak is always going to Jonak's not been Jonak. No, he's not. He's not a dominant force on Moira. Like it's hard to be the same force that he's never going to be what he was in, uh, in season one. Because no, they're that's that'll always be true because he yeah. changed the way the position is played, the way the hero right. was played. Um, you know, Jonak syndrome was a very real thing. He he changed everybody that plays that position, right? Um, when he came into the league and, and did that. So you're right that he can't do that, but um, I mean, I think his, his Zen and his Anna are still top five, uh, yeah. for sure. It's been so long since we've really seen his Zen. I, I would need to sit down and, and watch their. Um, stuff from this past weekend when Zen was a little more popular. I don't know how much they they really utilized it, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely a really interesting conversation with New York, especially a team like that that is really solid talent wise mm-hmm. across the board. So what what do you shake up? And um, I think you might have a point in that, like, okay, so you do have Hotba in there. He's a shake up. I know who are you looked really bad on the May. And I know we saw a decent amount of May this weekend, but I don't think May was mandatory this weekend right. by any stretch from what I saw. So why weren't you playing him? If you thought he was the, I don't know, like, is he not your your echo player? Because if he's your echo player, he should have been there. And right. I, to me, Libero represents uh, a very good baseline ability to come in and maybe pick up a new hero. But I almost want to see Libero become New York's um oh, oh my goodness rascal um mm. in the sense that like oh we're changing things that we're doing something different so libero's gonna come in to help us execute right. that a new hero comes out he's our jack of all trades you know uh it, it, pick it up right away we're gonna slide you in mm. and then you know maybe it becomes somebody yeah. else's job after a little while i mean we've seen that with rascal he's yet to leave the stage we'll see if somebody else you know if if um you know striker or somebody mm-hmm. ends up picking up the the mantle of that that particular hero uh, or something down the line i i kind of question that at this point given the way the roster looks with with um the the moves they've made but i don't know it's it's all very um hard to to pin down for new york you know what the actual answer is because there's still so much talent there and they're also in a position where you don't need to panic um yeah but that's spot in the standings is okay here right yeah they're 10 and and three blevins you're not wrong and i i think you could you could say the same thing every single year and it really depends on what their goals are their goals as an organization are to have a really good regular season record then they have succeeded in that every year so far. Well, for the first and second years, they have done that. Third year, it's looking good. But if the, your goal is to win a championship, I just don't. I don't know. I it's it's tough because you're you're hundred percent right. the The talent is there. It's hard to argue it when you look at it like position by position. Yeah, maybe you can change out uh, hot bub. Maybe you can like actually solidify or or start investing into into who are you or or Nene, or whatever, um, for on the DPS line. Uh, but when you look at it individually, it's tough to make that change, right? Like, why would... It's like, even Hoppa, it's like, okay, that is a change already. And are you going to get someone better than Hoppa? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. 
Are you going to get someone? Maybe, maybe they've got it. Isn't Bianca on this team? Uh, yes. Yes, they are. Um, but the, the, the point I'm making is like nothing jumps out as like a glaring problem. And, and like you said, their record doesn't put any sort of heat on them. And their season two performance doesn't put any heat on them. And their season one performance doesn't put any heat on them. They're at perfectly lukewarm all the time. They're never like super bad, but they have, they're never, they're not winning championships. They're not winning playoffs. They're not winning anything. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just overreacting because I'm a fan and I want to see a championship. Maybe I just need to give them more time, but like, it's that they let you, they let you taste you like, honestly, New York fans believed it was theirs in season one. It um, was theirs to, the to take and it was theirs to, to throw as well. When I suggested it was, it was possible that they might not win it. I remember we got hate for it. Um, and we had people come back when they lost and be like, Hey, I just wanted to point out, I commented about how what Deathblow said was like the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. And here we are. And he was right. But I think that's, that's a little bit part of it for the fan base for sure is just that they um, really got their hopes up to think that that's what they could expect, that they could, they could be there. And yeah. um, it's a little bit hard to see that as possible when they're coming in fourth place um, in a group, in a, a field of seven teams. Um you know, it's it's just yeah, it's it's a, a kind of a bitter pill to swallow when you have such high expectations and right. and when they do perform, generally speaking, so solid throughout the year. You know, ten and three as a Houston fan, I love that record. Oh yeah, um, but it's New York, it's not Houston, so it's a very different conversation. Yeah, I, the the point I'm making is is it's not even really a point. It's just a, I guess it's just a thought. Is just like you're not put under any pressure so why would you change okay i i get that but that's that's even a little bit scarier than me it's like hey we're not we're not doing bad why should we change you know yeah. don't fix it if it ain't broke but it's like maybe the expectations are set at the wrong spot i don't know and the current economic climate for what it is if, even if it is difficult to make a, an acquisition or something like that. I, I think just the sheer fact that, you know, Bianca's on the bench, um, Hotba's one of the players that maybe could could potentially be upgraded. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got Who Are You There. I, I feel like outside of when it's been May, when it's May, when it's been May time, I've wanted SBB Libero to be out there. Um, but otherwise... It's June I've, now. Play. Well, oh. Play. Play. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and on that note <laughs> um, but now it's not so like i've wanted sbb who are you to kind of be the dps duo for this team and uh it would be great to see it uh it, at least an extended period of time and yeah make that switch with uh bianca see if that gives you more than than what you had before my understanding is that nene is still in north america with uh, the medical problem he was getting treatment mm -hmm. here or something okay. they kept him here to deal sense. with it so that's not an option as far as i know um and that's completely acceptable that's nothing to to hold the against right. the team personally i think they look better with svb anyways but you know if it's in if it's a need of a shakeup, if if it's hey give that you know, give something else an extended try um, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm with you guys that the, who are you experiment failed when it was May, but if that's gone and if we're more into the echo camp, 
um, then I think who are you might be the guy and I would like to see him more. But again, this goes back to my point of like, yeah, maybe, maybe we do, maybe you should try the Bianca experiment. I think maybe perhaps that has a bigger upside in the long run, but you're at that weird middle ground, 10 and three. It's like, you don't want to throw away losses, right? Like you don't like if you're three and 10, yeah, throw whatever out there. You, you, you don't have anywhere to go, but up. Right. Try it out. Learn something. Um, it's not going to be at the cost of anything if you're already losing. But when you're winning, you don't want to shake things up. Right. Yeah. And maybe the, uh, the form and this is kind of can kind of be the end of the New York combo because yeah. for a team that that only played the two games, I <laughs> <laughs> spent too much time on them. Yeah, um, but maybe the uncertainty of the, the season format at the moment could really play into that. Like, how are you going to qualify for the playoffs? How many teams are going? Right. How are you going to handle the two different brackets with the Asian and the NA um, regions at the moment? And right. how are they going to come together? So they, they're kind of like trying, all these teams are trying to hit a moving target right now. Um, we don't know what the playoffs are going to look like mm-hmm. uh, at this point. We have no idea. Uh, so it, that makes it very difficult and it makes it harder to think of it. Cause to me, you sell me 10 and three, you don't want to throw games away. I'm like, well, doesn't that mean you got a couple games in, in your back pocket, right. right? You've got like an edge you've got, you can afford to do that. It's not like you're throwing. I don't think they're going to suddenly start losing to Hang Zhao and Chengdu in London. And you know, these teams that, that they've been beating up on right. um, to get to this 10 and three record. So, I mean, plenty of them are from NA. I get that. But um, you get my point, right? Yeah. I don't think it's that that change is going to turn them from the mid tier of the the Asia region to the bottom tier by any means. So see if it gives you some higher upside. Do you yeah. get some more spikes that maybe allow you to take down a team like Shanghai, something like that? Yeah, well, I agree. Anything else from the the Asia side bracket we should talk about? I uh, think Seoul's surprise has got to be yeah be discussed. Well, I think Seoul looked really good um and can you know relatively consistently good um which is interesting not that they're good but that they were consistent in any sort of capacity yeah three oh versus hangzhou you know going into the the weekend i thought it was a little funny like i, I was listening to plat chat and they were talking about how big of an impact architect is going to make on the hangzhou spark and and you're not wrong and but they were like putting them in the finals of the bracket because of it and i'm yeah. like wait a minute wait a minute there's a two week mandatory quarantine period for a player going from North America to Korea. Yeah. Um, you know, he can't play, right? Like if, <laughs> if Wolf and Achilles can't cast right? because they went back and they're in a facility for two weeks, then what, how is this guy going to play? Um, but it, it didn't work out that way. Seoul uh, this weekend showed an ability to play the dive compositions really well. Um, which is really what they struggled on. Um, they've succeeded when they've been able to play double shield with their two main tank roster that they refused to step down from and back away from, uh, which is, is a little bit maddening, but thankfully I don't root for them. So it doesn't have to bother me too much. Um, and they finally showed some ability to really perform outside of that base composition that they worked well in. So um, this is why at the end of the day, I've given them less beef than I would have if they've been hot swapping back and forth all the time, like last year, because eventually it starts to come together, right? Like your, your main tank learns to play the diva a little bit mm-hmm. and can now it works. And this is what we want. Maybe somebody like New York to do, right. um, make a switch, deal with the initial bumps, and then you get more of an upside for it in yep. the long term. So, um, 
hopefully for Saul's fan's sake, uh, you know, they're this, that's what's happening here and they're going to be able to um, level up and, and keep getting better. Uh, but right now they're probably the number two team in the region. In my mind, uh, it's a little tough to just disqualify Guangzhou from that spot based off of the one result. Um, but it's uh, they just beat them head to head. So you right. almost have to give them the benefit of the doubt. It was three to two, really close, what have you. Um, but I mean, straight through into the finals, it was a, it was a rough loss for Saul in the finals and it could, yeah. could give them a bit of a kick in the teeth and drop them back down a bit. But personally, I don't think so. Um, the base of this roster is very experienced season one champs. They know what it mm-hmm. takes. They've lost stage playoffs before, yep. which these to me are the same thing as that. Um, a tournament at the end that culminated, it just mattered more. There was stakes to it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be a major issue for them, but man, what a finals it was. If you guys didn't yeah. get to see it, um, soul comes out to the blazing three Oh start just to, to completely collapse. They blew a 28 to three lead at halftime, <laughs> um, versus the Shanghai dragons. NFL yeah. fans might appreciate that one. Um, but you know, it was, just a rough go and a great job by by Shanghai, who in that match swapped in fearless into the main tank position. Um, and I thought he was a huge, huge difference maker for this team. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the importance of the main tank position. Um, and we talk a lot about how bad some main tanks are on, on some bad teams. And I want to point out that fearless looked about as bad as it gets at the main tank position. And I don't know, no longer think it was just his fault in season right. one anymore. Right. Like you may have just put the man on a sinking ship and it sank. And I don't know yeah. that it was his fault. Um, but yeah, he came in, he was a, just a, a really solid player outperformed stand one in the main tank position. Yeah. It was there for all four of the map wins in that finals for Shanghai. So um, a huge win for him uh, personally to yeah. really erase the stain of what was the own 40 Shanghai dream. He wasn't there at the beginning of the year. I don't think, I think he was a mid season ad uh, um, in, in yeah. season one for Shanghai, but um, just a, a great, performance from both teams very very fun to watch i mean those reverse sweeps especially you know we see them when we talk about them when it where it's first to three in the regular season matches right. and stuff it's very different than the four to three win on a reverse sweep right um it's only one more game one more one more map is a lot right one more game is a whole lot more to, to pull off those reverse sweeps yeah and um it takes a lot from shanghai to keep it together to make the switch of their roster in that situation and and have it pay off it's it's a very mentally taxing thing to to turn the momentum like that and also from the soul side it's a heck of a collapse it really is mentality wise um in the middle of that game you know you lose one match or one map okay two even fine um, but then it's just, it's slipping and it's gone and you can't grasp right. it. And, um, just adding the one extra win being needed, just, I mean, three to two is five games. This is seven. So you're only adding one more win needed, but there's two whole extra maps being played. Yep. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, especially in this situation. Um, so yeah, super, super entertaining, um, a great watch mm-hmm. and make sure you guys go back and check it out. And hopefully you can find a way to sync the audio because it was really my only complaint about it was that the <laughs> caster audio was pretty massively desynced from yeah. uh, the in-game action. Uh, and it was a, a little bit rough, but um, 
didn't really take away from it too much. I mean, it was still there. You're, you're, if you're a, a regular watcher of the game, um, you'll you'll be able to fully understand what's going on. And and um, Brennan Sideshow did a, a really good job considering yeah. the um, issues of the time delay. So. Yeah, definitely a really good match. And like, I mean, we've all been there, right? Well, maybe not all of us, but I think a lot of us have been there where it's like you're in a you're in a situation like soul was you're up three Oh or whatever, you know, an equivalent would be. It's like, I just need one more. I'm like you're up three Oh in a finals. Like you're, there's, you're not, no matter how much, uh, mental, uh, strength you have or discipline that you have, there's no way that the thought of like, Oh, we got this. Like you're already pre-celebrating. Like as much as you are actively trying not to do that, you're you're doing it right. Like, there's no you're up three zero. They need to win four in a row. Are you kidding me? Has anyone ever even done that ever? <laughs> no. Uh, on player cams, they were all smoking victory cigars. I'm just kidding. I'm oh, I was gonna say what? Well, like, <laughs> I don't remember that. Really? That's crazy. Um, you're you're thinking that even when you're when you lose the first one, it's like yeah, whatever. We just give up one, and then it's like then the collapse happens, and it's rough, and all of a sudden. It, like it, it's awful. I, I would be curious if there's like a, like if you're up three zero, you probably have like a just a massively high chance of winning, right? Ninety five plus percent, I would say probably. I don't. Know, I'm, I'm making mm-hmm. these numbers up, but I wonder if you're up three zero and then you go down three two, what are the chances that you win? I, I it might be under fifty. Who knows? Like how many times? Yeah. Like it's something where like. Once that tipping point happens, it's like really hard to come back because it's like the opposite of that is happening. It's like, oh god, we're actually going to lose this. Um, but definitely check it out. Really, uh, really, I mean, crazy and fantastic Overwatch to uh, that have happened. But let's move on here, and uh, we will go through some of these uh, matches on the NA side. We started off with a. <laughs> I would say a bittersweet win. <laughs> Toronto. It uh, happened. I'm taking it. Toronto got a win. Got a W. Three to two over the Vancouver Titans. Uh, a team only in the sense that they literally have enough players to fill the roster. Uh, but we got the three two victory. Uh, I mean, I think I messaged you. Um, I think I messaged you while that match is happening. It was something to the effect of, is this really happening? Like what? Yeah. You know, Vancouver got themselves a gamer at bare minimum uh, is, is what I can say about that. I thought shockwave looked really, really good Yeah. Um, in that match. And I know there's been some conversations about, can he maintain that and blah, 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 blah. I don't care. He gave him a spark. He was pulling stuff off. Nobody else on that team was able to do. He, yeah. was, he was looking good. He was making plays. He really gave them an opportunity to do something here um toronto also opened a door open for them pretty massively by playing their new player zeke um who let's just be honest is a shadow of what surefor would be if you just played him just put him in okay yeah. anyways um we don't know uh, what's going he's on bur- there. he's burnt out it's weak whatever like you haven't played enough to be burnt out you weren't even playing all for anyway i don't even want to hear that crap um not not from this team and not from that player in this situation i, yeah. I, I 
I, you can't control your mental state like that and just be like, Oh, it doesn't count or it doesn't matter. I get that. Um, but at the end of the day, they signed you to be the poster boy of Canadian overwatch right. and to play for the Canadian team. I'm pretty sure you're still streaming. Uh, yeah. I know I mean, for a fact you were in a game on your ultimate to sue me uh, against my buddy uh, Yankee not too long ago because I yeah. got that screenshot. He was in there with like Masa. Uh, it was like five Overwatch yeah, players yeah. in this game. So shout out to Yankee. Um, throw more so that you can play with me when I come back. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, just it's a little crazy to, to look at this team and analyze this game in particular because it was so random and weird to me that the, the new players were in like, I mean, for Vancouver, okay. Um, for Toronto, it felt like throwing yeah. um, and almost worked out that way. So, but thankfully they did steal that one. Yeah. So we did technically get a victory there uh, for Toronto three to two over the Vancouver Titans. Harris Eternal wins three to two versus Boston. Anything, anything to uh, to talk about there? I mean, Boston. Yeah, up two I mean, Boston is showing some base level of competence here. I mean, they got us a, a win um, to make them not the, the you know in that qualification yeah. match in that twelve to thirteen, which um, in and of itself was a surprise since before that they were so completely inept on uh, you know in their matches mm-hmm. that I've literally stopped discussing them and maybe we will um begin to to take a look at them a little with any level of seriousness going forward um but yeah a little bit about the i mean paris eternal just started to really drop off to me um nico was playing pretty well and maybe he's not doing that anymore but um brighter things are certainly ahead for paris um more on this next week Mm -hmm. but this is the last time you'll see them without sparkle yep um Okay, so after that match, we had uh, Atlanta winning 3-0 versus Toronto and Gladiators winning 3-0 versus Washington. Pretty straightforward stomps there. Erster's still MIA, but otherwise, yeah. Nothing nothing to evaluate in those particular matches. Clear tier differences. Yep. And then we have Dallas Fuel winning the battle for, or the, what what, what do they call it? It's not just the battle for Texas, is it? It's the, I don't know. Home star, so. home star, maybe there's no the place. Lone Star, the Lone Star Challenge or whatever was the the individual one. Uh, okay. I think they just call it the Battle for Texas gotcha. on air and stuff. That was a specific event. Yeah, Dallas versus Houston. Dallas wins three to one. Any analysis there, Death? Huge, massive, unbelievable pop off performance from Decay there. Um, very probably to pull up uh, to do an old callback there. Yeah. probably the single individual best individual performance that overwatch league has ever seen from decay um so i mean just something to keep an eye out um on dallas going forward and it really the positive kind of stopped there um for on the week for dallas mm-hmm. but they did look really really good there they're DPS is good enough to give them a fighting chance against anybody when they're playing well. They seem to be a little streaky. Um, the support line seems to be a pretty big weakness, and the tank line is maybe holding their own more than, than excelling or, or popping off at any given point. Mm. But the DPS is absolutely terrible, capable of carrying and stealing a win. We've seen Doha do it. We've seen Decay do it now. Um, Decay's done it on Tracer and Widowmaker now, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is notable because we talked before, like, oh, Tracer was banned. It really massively impacts, well, you know, as a tiebreaker, if nothing else. 
um, some Dallas predictions and things like that. But so him showing it on some other heroes is great mm-hmm. for them. Um, solidly a mid table team here from Dallas, but yeah, nothing um, too crazy in this one to analyze other than if you like watching Widowmaker play and you like watching individual pop off moments, decay was chock full of them throughout that entire series. Mm-hmm. Very impressive to watch. Okay, we then get to move on and see. Uh, I'm I moved away there. Okay, yes, we then get to see Dallas get beat by San Francisco three to one. Uh, again, I think that's still we're still talking about a tier a tier uh, difference here in teams. Yeah, there you know there was a couple mistakes there from San Francisco, but Dallas really unable to capitalize on them. Um, it's, that's to me yeah there was a tier difference um mm-hmm. apparent there you know the dps get, kept dallas alive they won map one very decisively mm-hmm. um and then just fell flat i mean like they full held in the last map on rialto and then they got fuller held themselves they just <laughs> they they were completely unable to capitalize on anything that went wrong or anything they were able to like do in the first half of the match mm-hmm. or map they just couldn't finish it up they just couldn't finish uh against san francisco and i think that's something that happens when it's just a significant tier difference between the teams yep all right uh we had a close one here la valiant versus the paris eternal la pulling it out three to two what did you think about this one death i think that neither of these teams are great at the moment in their current state as they were playing here um you know, Paris, I, I expected more from in this, this event in general, but honestly, probably not more than just like flip the result here. And then everything would have been normal. Mm-hmm. Um, soon and Nico's not gonna, not gonna take you where you want to go. Yeah. Um, they're getting sparkle. They need to get Eggsy back. If they get both of them, I'm terrified for anybody and everybody they play against. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. It just might not be meant to be this yeah. year. We'll have to see when we, we get Eggsy back. All right. Yeah, it was to me more of a fall, a failing of the the Paris Eternal than a, a huge success by the Valiant. There. Mm-hmm. Yep, makes make makes makes sense. Um, Philly Fusion winning three to one over Gladiators again. Kind of seems like a bit of a tear tear jump there. And then Florida Mayhem maybe maybe living up to their high seeding in this event winning three to one versus the atlanta rain yeah i mean they showed they can hang uh, at a bare minimum yeah. i mean we'll still we'll be talking more and more about florida as we go through the bracket um as we, we already mentioned they were in yeah. the finals um so great showing here from florida they seem to have a bit of a different take on this meta uh this weekend than everybody else did and i think they were the ones that got it right um and that was Brig Tracer, Armor Pack, Yaki, and set him loose. Um, and the Atlanta Rain mm-hmm. could not really compete with that. Uh, he was all over the place all weekend against everybody. Um, and really, it started here against Atlanta, who they had uh, the chance to pick them early. They were the second pick. And so they call shotted um, Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. The Gladiators were there, the correct choice, quote unquote, based off seeding. Yeah. Um, and then Paris was the, the other possible choice notable Florida before this match, I don't think had won a map against the Atlanta rain. I believe Mm. I heard that either on the broadcast somewhere, or maybe it was on plat chat or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely not a match. I'm pretty sure they hadn't even won a map against them though. Um, 
don't don't quote me on the map thing but either way it was you know a a defining moment i think for the franchise Mm -hmm. to call shot an opponent that you have been dominated historically by and uh, to get the win um atlanta did you know your best player is still on your bench that's it Uh, he's 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 experiencing burnout here i don't don't actually hasn't played yet this year so i don't know how he could possibly be burned out erster has to start playing for baby bay if you're not going to take yourself seriously atlanta your opponents won't and the florida mayhem will pick you and beat you again uh later on in the year you can't just throw out your b team all the time right doesn't make any sense knock it off um quit the man that was your MVP last year, the reason you were as good as you were. Baby Bay came in and solidified you and made you okay when DeFran left. Right. He gave you baseline competent play, okay? He, he did that standing alongside your MVP, and now your MVP is gone. Uh, that's absurd. I can't, I can't support that decision-making process even a little bit. I can't even remotely make sense of it. Where did Erster go? at least pull a Florida and tell us that he's having, you know, medical problems and needs to go back to whatever with Sia player, you know, like there's teams giving us some idea of what's going on. They're not sure for and erstering us. uh, And, and I, we're hearing a little bit about burnout from sure for, but it's not come officially from the team to my knowledge, or um, I don't know. It's just very frustrating. And in Atlanta's case, I think it's a, like one of the best DPS players in the league, and we're just not yep. getting him, and it doesn't make sense, and the team is massively suffering for it. Yep. Seems like an active throw. Speaking <laughs> of active throws, San Francisco Shock beats LA Valiant 3-0. to zero. I don't know that there's much to talk about again, tier, tier differences, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. On the other side of the bracket, uh, the aforementioned Philadelphia Fusion lose to the Florida Mayhem Three to one. Now, death. Atlanta wasn't playing Erster. They've maybe been looking not the They've been looking very inconsistent as of late. Uh, they did have a literally undefeated record versus Florida up until this point. But the Florida Mayhem win over Atlanta Rain isn't the most, you know, surprising thing necessarily. This win, however, I think was a little caught caught more people off guard. What, what did you think about this match, death? I mean, I thought the Philadelphia Fusion came out and played the general consensus, quote unquote, meta comps. Um, And I thought that the Florida Mayhem came in with their plan Mm -hmm. and their strategy, and it was better. Yeah. Um, And I didn't think that Philly was able to figure it out and counter it in time. Um, I think Philly might be really clinging or trying to cling to the old style a little bit more and maybe Florida's not doing that. And it doesn't mean that this isn't going to be a massive Philadelphia victory the next time these two teams meet. Um, but what this does mean is that this was an absolute announcement. This was a statement from the Florida mayhem, um, that I know our, our, qualifier opponents had a combined two wins on the entire course of the season and i know that we only beat atlanta with their best player on their bench so far in this event but we're here and we're real yeah um and listen this is when i started to really buy in i mean you were like they're ready wanting to buy in after they beat atlanta because even with erster on the bench atlanta's not a bad overwatch team yeah um but there was nothing baked into this this Philly fusion. There's no asterisks. There's yeah. no anything that was 
the best Philly had to offer, what they prepared and came to in this for this tournament was not good enough to beat the Florida Mayhem and what they prepared and what they brought into this tournament. Um, and so all bets are off uh, with this result. That it clearly says it. And everybody, it's I love it if for no other reason than everybody going into the event wanted to see Philly versus the Shock. Yeah. Right. That's what we all wanted. We want because they're they're the best two teams. Let's see what they got. Right. No, you don't get that. And Florida just stole it from us. Yep. Like they stole sideshow from us on their uh, roster. Although technically, okay. based on seeding, we did see the two best teams play against each other in the final. Well, we 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 did, but not uh the, the power rankings, best yeah, two yeah. or whatever, yep. you know. Yep. Final standings, um, top two teams mm-hmm. in the region. So um, which is great because we're we're still gonna get to see that matchup in the future, right? Yeah. It's not like they're not gonna play against each other, um, but it it prolongs it, right? It still asks the question and it throws a third team into the mix for who the best two teams are mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, now that's maybe a four man, a four team race or or something like that. Yeah. But um, all things considered, I mean, with Florida, I, I know, I know, guys, you're gonna a lot of you are gonna hate because you've bought in. Um, I'm still not fully fully there right like florida's shown that in this hero pool they were able to excel and and that's great um they showed us that in stage four and then they came out this year and looked really really bad with a lot of the same pieces um i think they're playing fate now i've been screaming about that all year true he's like you know an mvp caliber main tank player i've thought that the whole time that he was their their best bet i love seeing them do that i think it's been a a big boost to them um getting him going and getting him playing and comfortable and um but yeah i I, listen there's gonna come a meadow when chris is gonna have to play lucio again i'm not sold i've never seen the man play an adequate lucio as long as they can play this brig tracer stuff they're gonna be a force and um they're gonna be tough to beat but um there's still a lot to learn here right this is it was a tournament it was extended but it was it was only three games three games against very good opponents two wins in those three games is great that's what you want to see um but at the end of the day it's still a small sample size against super relevant super high tier opponents yeah um it's a start there they're showing almost everything they possibly can to convince us um but i feel as to be a responsible analyst you still need to hold it at arm's length and look at it and go awesome job this weekend. Yeah. I want to see you in the next weekend. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm raised, I'm there. I'm not discounting them because of cake opponents anymore. Um, but to be leveled up and in that top tier team with your San Francisco's and your Phillies, mm-hmm. you have to do it as long as they did uh, before yep. I put them there. It's the same treatment I gave all the other teams. Um, Florida's going to get it too great you're in the upper middle now yeah keep going because you're you're showing more than enough to to keep tear jumping um but you've got to maintain and maybe sign an adequate lucio player because you're not (laughs) going to be able to dodge it forever yep and then of course the final san francisco wins four to two versus florida but we've kind of you know indirectly talked about that match with florida's performance and i mean hey getting two wins against san francisco in the finals that's Really good job. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, even though San Francisco won, talk of the tournament, certainly going to be Florida Mayhem. I was looking through this bracket, Death, and something interesting happened. I, it's ironically interesting. I believe in every single match, the higher-seeded team won. Every single one. 
Toronto was yeah. 12, beats 13. Obligated to fact check you. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. right, right now. Five beats 11, eight beats 12, seven beats 13, eight beats nine, oh, one well, beats eight. Rigged. Four beats five, three beats seven, rigged. two beats eight, one beats four, two beats three, and then one beats two. Literally, if you just pick the, the high seed. The high seed won in every single matchup. The finals ended with the first seed against the, the second, second seed. seed. And the first seed won. Yeah. Very clearly rigged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's funny because that's, I mean, I don't know if it's statistically, I don't, that's probably not technically the correct term, but like, this is what the projected outcome would be. Right. And this is what happened. But how often does that ever happen? Rarely. And I, I almost want to see how it would have broken up. Had you done it by final standings, right? right? Like overall right. standings on the regular season going into it. Sure. I wonder how much that would have changed. I, at bare minimum, Florida Philly would have changed. Oh yeah. Um, Florida would have been the low seat against Atlanta as well. So really outside of Florida, I wonder how much it would have changed. Probably not dramatically. Uh, all the I don't know where, day. I don't know where Vancouver is on the season record. Cause they probably had a little bit of padding at the top They're I don't think they're 13. When did, when did they play? A good point. Wait, did they? <laughs> I don't know. The old roster had like two matches. Like, uh, yeah, was, you're right. God, I've lost all concept of time. I don't remember what has. Well, and Vancouver's such an outlier in this whole right. this whole ordeal too. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, that it's definitely very interesting. Good, good on your spot in that. Um, uh, yeah, that, it, I feel like that rarely happens just in general in tournaments, even though it <laughs> technically is what is projected, but. So death, maybe I, I don't know. It's clear we're getting this again, right? I think we're getting another tournament for. Next I thought month. I heard something about a June melee. I don't know if it was official, but please name it something better than that. Um, June jamboree. But... You heard it here first. It's already better than uh, <laughs> melee was. Um, but yeah, listen, I'm very curious to see because that's it's funny. We like make fun of the the seeding process because of Florida getting all those easy matches but then they they kind of they they literally live up. up i mean they, they lived up they to it there. exactly <laughs> yeah um and it's fun you know we talked too about like get right weeks like this is a good get right week for for this team and maybe it was more when they were all playing two two weeks yeah. at a, you know two matches at a time and stuff in season one but um maybe that's just what florida needed maybe they just needed the cake couple weeks in their schedule to just yeah. get their confidence up and yeah um i mean you know get things going get let let kooky really work with them in mm-hmm. a positive way and and you know just just great yeah i don't know I, did you hear see kooky's remarks about it at all after no. the, the event he talked about how it was like the perfect finish for them right because it, it shows that they're right there on the doorstep of where they want this team to be but they uh-huh. still have room to grow and still room to improve and i've really just been really out- impressed with the, the job kooky's been doing yeah. and the outlook and the, really the good he's, outlook he's talked really really um the absolute correct sports competitive person yeah. way to, to look at, at this finish um, to recognize the, the growth, the positivity, the, the good that's, that's come out of it for you. And to also um, recognize that there's more work to do that. Mm-hmm. There's you're, you're not where you want to be. This isn't the goal. This is just a, a good stop along the way. Um, you know, so that if almost more than the actual result itself from Florida, like has yeah. me feeling like they might actually be um, a good team. And, and if you'll remember, it was three weeks ago. I was like mad. I was so mad at both Florida and Washington because I really thought one of them 
would like gel with the pieces they got mm-hmm. and, and the, the moves they made and actually tear up and, and show that they had, uh, had it in them to be good. Mm-hmm. And it just, none of them were doing it. And I was so mad. So I'm really, <laughs> really, really hoping Florida can restore my faith in, in, uh, in the Overwatch well, esports scene and, and give me that. I gotta say death, unfortunately, uh, well, they're now forever cursed because they, uh, they cut sideshow. So that, that's, that's true. out. That's so- out of the question. Anytime Florida loses, please, everybody, Hashtag the curse side of sideshow. Yeah, curse of like, sideshow. <laughs> absolutely, the sideshow curse needs to be a thing. Yep. Do not let them get away with just cutting that man after literally five minutes on the roster. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think, to me, they didn't live up to it. Did no. you send him a contract to Esign? Yeah. Did he get an actual paycheck from you? Yeah, because even if, it would be funny if it best. was for one cent because that that works for me. If league there's minimum. a if there is league minimum league fifty <laughs> grand prorated to two, <laughs> weeks, two weeks, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it'd be like that would be like two thousand dollars, right? Whoa. Because there's fifty two, there's roughly fifty weeks in a year, right? I don't know, but the only way it's even remotely okay if that wasn't extended and this happened and this would need, I would need this verified by both Sideshow, uh, by three different people. The Florida Mayhem would need to say it. Yep. Sideshow would need to say it. Yep. And I need to hear it from the commissioner's mouth that it is a conflict of interest and a violation for a caster to play <laughs> for one of the teams. And so he would have needed to resign as a caster uh, in order to do that's the only way because that's not okay. I'm not I'm not trying to lose sideshow here. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to I'm I not want my sure name. that it is a conflict of interest, I, though. Where in the rule book does it say it, Death? I don't think it Where is. Where does it, it, it say is. it? Couldn't you give him a leave of absence for two weeks? Take him off the books. Yeah, and I want the them Florida to say that just so that we can refute weeks. that. But that might create its own visa complications and things like that. So it's it's possible okay. that that's why. Maybe. But I need to hear it, and I need to hear it from more than just a bad tweet from yeah. an owner of a team yeah. that is now cursed by the sideshow yeah. curse. Yep. Um, I can't. Like, I don't know. Bad taste in my mouth, yeah. Florida. And, and just all so the people... good I just said about you, yeah. it's you're gonna set your own your own ship on fire. Yep. If you don't actually sign him for two weeks and put him in for a match, I'm telling you, one map. I don't care. I mean, clearly, you're clearly gonna lose the map. We all know it. It's fine. Maybe yeah. not against Boston or, or Vancouver, but put him in one map. Yeah. And you're just set. You're set. You're just, you're the Kings of the, the whole month. Like yeah. every, what wouldn't be about you, right? You would, you would absolutely dominate the chips move, right? Oh, the, yeah. the hype of, of the, the PR move of, yeah. of signing him there uh, in Philly, this would trump that you'd completely steal Philly's thunder. You'd use them just as much and faster, right? Like you'd just, everything would be about you. You'd have this big surprise finish. I mean, you would be on the Kings of the overwatch world right yeah. now without actually winning the tournament, by yep. the way. Um, yep. And you just passed. You blew it. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> but okay. Overall death 32nd or couple sentences on the tournament. What do you think? Overall impressions? Did your mind change about it? Uh, you know, after it's after seeing what happened and how it went down, what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are that it was great. It just shouldn't have awarded wins. Um, that's still just really poor form for a sports league to mm-hmm. um, be assigning wins uh, for this. I think the fans and the teams got more than excited enough for them when they were stage playoffs. But I really, I do, I want the state. I was glad to see them go. 
Um, but if people like they didn't hurt me and they weren't like, they were just like almost a small annoyance that I had to cover them was my extent of my negativity towards the stage mm-hmm. playoffs. I had fun watching them at times. Um, bring those back. Those don't cost you anything. Um, this tournament as fun as it was, and as much as people enjoyed it had a cost associated with it. Um, and that is the uh, in, competitive integrity is the wrong word. Everybody had a chance yeah. kind of, uh, maybe Vancouver doesn't feel that way, but they had a chance <laughs> to at least play in. Yeah. Um, they weren't going to win no matter what they did. So I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't know. It just, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth of people that like the league format and mm-hmm. want it. And I think you can very effectively do it. I mean, with how pumped people got for the stage playoffs, I just don't see why that was needed. Yeah. I don't see what it added to things. You could have done the same thing without the wins. The fan base wouldn't have been any different about it. I just might've spent five minutes talking about it on a show. At what, who cares? Right? It, it, right. it didn't bother the stage playoffs before. Um, and the other cost here is that it makes the playoffs less exciting. If you thought the tournament format was really fun and exciting, yeah, that's why we do it for the playoffs. That's why it's what decides the championship. And when you do one every single month of the season, um, it's going to make it feel less special when you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, my crux of why I didn't like this idea and why I didn't want to do these, it hasn't changed. Um, I'm able to put that aside when it's on and watch it and enjoy it. but. Yeah, too much Overwatch in the weekend to watch. There's still matches I haven't seen, and it's been two weeks since it's happened. Um, I was I watched two of them today, as a matter of fact, right? Like, I'm still catching up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. My thoughts haven't changed, um, but I, I thought the quality of games was really good. Uh, I thought people seemed to like it, and I, I think there has to be a way to meet in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And just that might very well be stage playoffs. Uh, yep. Do we need to have because when you do it and it's not for something you can just not invite the toronto defiant and the florida and the vancouver titans and you can have the same exact tournament with less weirdness at the beginning and all that like you can just shorten things that you can make it snappier you can have the same fun um picking opponents is great Mm -hmm. it's fun even if some of the players don't have the most bubbly personalities and it doesn't matter it's some personality yeah. behind the team and it, it adds so much. So a lot to like, um, I think there's better ways to do it, uh, is, is I guess yeah. my, my big thing. And, and I think it's a uh, devolution from the stage playoff system. Um, I'm still at that point, but we'll get more of them and maybe I, over time they can yeah. change me more. I, my, I, to, to shortly, you know, uh, summarize my thoughts as well. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think there's something I can't quite pinpoint it. Just felt a little bit off. Maybe it's the wins. Maybe it's the like, it might possibly be the fact that we kind of had this thrust upon us just because like, you know, was it the 85 C9s that happened throughout the two brackets? Maybe it might be that too. Um, but something felt a little bit off, but also I think there was a lot of excitement around the event. I think that the, the teams embraced it. The, the, mm-hmm. The league did. I think the fans really liked it, and uh, so definitely something something positive came out of, out of it, and that's good. Um, so I'll I'll leave it at that. But death, we talked about this episode at the beginning, <laughs> possibly being super short, and this is probably the longest one we've had this season. Oh, I said I said laid back. I didn't say oh, short. Okay. There's a lot of matches to talk about. Just very true. relaxed, whatever. That is know? true. Um, do we have anything else that we want to cover before we get going here? No, that's it for me, man. All right. Well, 
Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. As always, we really do appreciate you guys spending a little time with us, hopefully getting your mind off of some of the stuff that's going on in the world. But, again, special thanks to Bungie Bamboo, our, exec our executive producer-level patron, as well as all of the other Patreon supporters. You can head over to patreon.com slash Podcast to support the show. And if you don't uh, want to support us financially, that's not a problem at all. But the best way to support us is and uh, to join the community is to go over to discord.me slash Podcast. Still a great place to be. A lot of uh, our regulars are there as well and always talking about Overwatch, Overwatch League, and what is going on in the community. So make sure that you're there. But, guys, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you, everyone, again, for watching and listening. For Deathblow, I'm Blevins. And remember, it's high noon. Got his boots and he put on his hat. Threw the coin away that same day. It's in his past and he's not looking back. He says, finding mine now guides my way. He's not good, but he sure ain't bad. He'll make amends for the sins that he has. He says, I'll change the world one bullet at a time. Till I find mine. The curse of Sideshow will live on forever.